Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. All right, we've got Kevin waiting on us. Let's get Kevin in here. Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Um, Kevin, do you like uh, rattlesnakes? Oh, love them. What's not to like? <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, there's plenty to like if that's just what you're worried about. Just fill up a pool of them and let me dive in. I mean, that's... You know, I, I, I was listening to Doug on the way in, and he was talking about, I think he was asked the question about, you know, where, where do you get your snakes from? And they found 12 snakes underneath the front step of a residence. Oh, me. And... Yeah, and the smallest snake was four foot. Four foot! I know. The smallest. Wow. So, um, needless to say, we are trying our very best to uh, avoid that particular area over there. Um, (laughs) We were talking, we were asked, actually, so I'll get your thoughts on this, Kevin, concerning tomorrow's game with Baylor. Uh, this is from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback, Go Glove Benson. He says, if we can run them off the three-point line consistently and make them shoot inside the arc and have 13 or less turnovers, especially live turnovers, we'll win this game. And Coach Richardson talked about this the other night. We talk about the same keys every game. So is that one of your keys Kevin, and that is run them off the three-point, run Baylor off the three-point line. That's part of it because they're, you know, they are one of the top twenty-five teams in terms of makes. They make almost ten per game. Uh, they've got guys that are capable. They got three really good guards. I'm sure you guys have been talking about Keontae George and Cryer um, and Flagler, and those guys can shoot it. They've got a couple of big men that are six ten. They're athletic. They do a lot of out high action where they roll hard off that action so even if you even if you press really hard to defend that three they've got guys rolling off that action and and getting easy layups and then they get to the foul line a lot that's the other thing this is you know top 25 team when you look at free throw makes free throw attempts they shoot at 74 percent so they're a better efficiency wise in arkansas and they're playing at home where you know typically you get the advantage of, of the whistles not always but typically uh, so th- there's a lot of challenges that have especially been difficult for Arkansas on its offensive end to even figure out how many threes it should be taking. They go into this game knowing Baylor wants to get them up. Uh, Baylor is very interesting offensively. This is a team that runs a lot of double go- double screens or go screens. So you might have two players setting the screen out high where there's a ball handler. They may be away from the action on one wing or the other with two screeners setting up the shooter who's in motion. Sometimes they, one guy will screen and the other one will, will go screen and they're really slipping to, to drag a defender away. And then sometimes both screeners aren't really going to screen. They're both go screeners. and they're, So they've got constant motion to get, your, get you out of your defensive integrity as a player, gets you going into the, in an area where you can't help defend or recover. And that's how they get, you know, that's how they get to the, go into the basket, get you then trying to compensate and you foul and put them at the line. And at the end of the day, they're going to get their three-point shots up. And they'll, they're, they're capable. I remember the Baylor team that won the national championship. This team is not quite as deep 
and talented at the guard spot. But those guards, Arkansas, when they defended those guards, they were rising up and knocking down threes against really good defense anyway. And there's some similar qualities here. Baylor has a system, and, and part of that system is they're constantly putting pressure on you offensively. They're not as good defensively. Uh, they're, they're competent defensively, rated in the top 100 efficiency-wise, but their offense is rated number two in the country for a reason. And sometimes a really difficult offense to defend is a good defense, especially for a team like Arkansas that's challenged on the offensive end. If their offense can't keep up with Baylor's, you know, even if Arkansas pitches some good defense. And then the other thing, when, the, when Baylor does and finish on offense, they're one of the better offensive rebounding teams in the country. Uh, so then they get more opportunities that way. So Arkansas, you know, to me it's Arkansas's defense versus Baylor's offense. What can Arkansas take away? You said that someone had mentioned Arkansas keeping the turnovers down around 13. I think it's always best for Arkansas to be no worse than 11, 12. You know, you certainly don't want to surpass 15 in the turnover department. Arkansas in back-to-back games against Ole Miss and LSU, the two bottom feeders, finally turned around their turnover because they were massively getting killed on that that part of the game in that losing streak five out of six games and then they turn that around but Baylor again this isn't Ole Miss or LSU it's a much better team much better offensive skill so you, you just need to be competitive on the glass and the turnovers and figure out some way to, to, to counter that offense that you know is one of the best in the country. You know Kevin you have shared with us several times so talking all the way through recruiting of Anthony Black and and um, I'm not sure, though, I realize, I'm sure you may have said it, that his dad is in the Baylor Hall of Fame. He was a star basketball player at Baylor. His mom played soccer at Baylor. Baylor's got a good program. How did Arkansas get Anthony Black away from Baylor? Well, I think part of it was, you know, Eric Musselman and the, the product that they've got, uh, putting him with other five-star guys. I mean, he could have gone and played with, a five-star in County George at, at Baylor. Um, that certainly he had option there. That's not like Baylor is not putting together solid rosters every year. That's proof in the pudding. I mean, this has been one of the best basketball programs in the past decade plus under Scott Drew. I just think that you know the, the stars align for Arkansas to pull up a couple of players out of the DFW, including Jordan Walls, to pair with Nick Smith Jr. And you know we haven't seen those guys all three on the court together much this year. Uh, but at any rate, Arkansas is glad to have him. But it's a great question, you know, because they, he would have been a legacy uh, for someone who's a legend in their basketball program. And, we, you know, you go back and look at uh, players that have come out of out of Baylor, over the, even back in the Southwest Conference days when Arkansas pretty much dominated that series. Baylor put, up, put some players in the NBA. I know you can think oh, of yeah. some, Rick. Sure. Danny uh, Johnson comes to mind. Terry Teagle. Danny Johnson. Remember yeah. Terry Teagle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Terry Teagle was terrific. Yeah, so so we and I'm I'm going old here, old school, but you know we know Baylor went through that 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 awful stretch and they had that that tragedy there. Yeah. Um, in fact, you know at one point it was thought that they, they wouldn't that program wouldn't be able to come back from that in, in in a decade, and they've done a great job of making that one of the premier basketball programs in the country. And it, you know, I'm not just saying that because Arkansas is playing them. I mean that's a fact. They won a title two years ago. Uh, this has been one of the, you know, it's a team that's often a, a top three seed going back years when you look at NCAA tournaments. They play in arguably the best conference in college basketball year in and year out. It's up there, the Big 12, and they, they always seem, even if Kansas wins most of them, they're right there. 
Let's squeeze in if we get an opportunity. Let's do JW. Never mind. He doesn't like to be squeezed. No, I, I guess I should have used Charmin instead. <laughs> um, Tommy, where is the ATV that's to be given away? It is in Bradford's booth. Okay, okay. Usually it sits right here. Yeah, we uh, usually move it up here uh, Friday night uh, and put it up by the stage. But anyway, they've got it all down there in their booth right now and letting some people look at it. So we'll move it up here tonight. It's Boy, a, there uh, are some, uh, using Rick's favorite terms, there's almost some unbelievable uh, ATVs now. I mean, they're, they're making them almost like a... Uh, mini suv it's actually unbelievable actually i just told you wrong it's right there to our left (laughs) (laughs) right there let me me throw a blanket over it so we can see randy since he's not having to wrestle an alligator he's in he's probably in even rarer form right (laughs) that's like i need to go get me some glasses rick we're sitting right here looking at it (laughs) it can't be 20 feet away and it's red to top it off, and Tommy can't even see that. Oh, that's that's, that's far away. Terrible. Uh, okay, let's let's do all the basic facts real quick. Uh, Fifteen dollars for adults, ages five through twelve. Five dollars. Then anything uh, under five years of age, free. Correct. Okay. Barton Coliseum. We're talking today till eight o'clock tonight. Doors open nine o'clock in the morning, all the way until eight o'clock. On Saturday, then Sunday, 10A to 6P. And I always look for the new things. And I did not realize that there would be a hog stopper. (laughs) We got it. Hog stopper. Now, I would think that might sell better up in northwest Arkansas. Well, there's a lot of hogs, you know, in south Arkansas, too. I mean, it's... uh... (laughs) They don't. They don't get to. Uh... Tusk is not in there, by the way. <laughs> Tusk is not in there. All right, we got to step away for a moment. Drive time sports will continue. Once again, joined by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. A couple other real quick notes on the Big Buck Classic uh, here at Barton Coliseum is uh, there's chainsaw carving. There's the birds of prey. And I understand Kevin is going to be driving one of the monster trucks. I'm interested to see that particular exhibition. There's a free, uh, free kid zone. There is the wildlife show knife forging demonstration. That'd be pretty cool. Chance to win a lazy man tree stand and the Arkansas Bow Hunters Association hover ball shoot and then the youth bow fish shoot. And there are hundreds of vendors all over the building. You know what is one of the main attractions, believe it or not, is on the wall, and there are walls, portable walls, that surround the arena. And uh, there is different racks mounted. And people love and just just love checking them out, looking them over. And um, eventually... There will be a grand prize winner who is going to win this tracker off-road ATV, uh, one that Rick really loves to talk about. Um, Kevin, of course. At least do you've you seen know, it. I'm glad you've seen it, Randy. That's good. I can see it. It's <laughs> right in my view. <laughs> 
Kevin, the health of, uh, is it Mackay that went down with the injury? Mikkel. Mikkel, okay. Mitchell, yeah, got hurt. Mitchell. Do you know his his status? My understanding is he's not available. Um, You know, Musman didn't have his press conference this week, or excuse me, after following the LSU game. Uh, Well, he didn't do one before it either. They had Gus Arjun all. He didn't address it. Um, And, you know, I I think he's out minimum two games. So we we know he missed the LSU game. Um, And so I think this is the next one. And then we'll see where things stand next week. Uh, you know, it may be that he'll miss some more time. He was actually getting some some consistent minutes. I think there were, you know, a run of three games there before he got hurt where he was averaging right at 20, 21 minutes. So he, he was he was seeing playing time for sure. That's that's significant. Um, and, you know, we've seen Arkansas's front line really thin out when you add him to the loss for the season of Trevor in Brazil. Now they, you know, Jalen Graham gave him gave him some good some good minutes against LSU. Um, you know, Kamani is a guy that's there for Arkansas. He, he, you know, he knows the drill. He's a veteran. He's a guy that can help him. Uh, probably hasn't had his best run of games in the last couple of games or so, but uh, a guy that's still going to help Arkansas at some point on that front line this season. And then I thought Makai Mitchell had an outstanding game. Uh, when I look at that LSU game, you know, four of six from the field, two of two at the line, at ten points, eight rebounds, and he had three blocks. And I thought he did a really good job of defending the rim and, and the rim protection because his his length and, and and strength, I thought, really altered shots when he wasn't blocking them when LSU tried to drive in. We're gonna try JW again. JW, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Kevin? Uh, no, I don't have a basketball question. Uh, if anything, uh, when when's like a timeline for Nick Smith Jr. would be the only thing. And, but the question I have is about Kendall Bryles and Danny Hill. The question I have is is not about so much about play calling, but about uh, development of players. I noticed that when it was a second string quarterback coming in, he did not look like a quarterback. Do you think the development with with these players that are have been sitting there is better under Enos by developing. Can you give me some background about you know about Enos about developing players? Because anybody can call well, I wouldn't say anybody can call plays, but the play calling was suspect at times and sometimes it looked great, Kendall, and sometimes it just looks like it, it was a third grader calling it up. So I'm more worried about development of players that seem to be lacking. And I was going to see if you can hit on that and maybe a timeline on Nick Smith. And I'll hang up because I'm listening on the app, guys. Thank you. Well, while we've Thank got you, Kevin, why don't we let Kevin give the timeline on Nick Smith and then we can talk about the assistant coaches. What do you think, Kevin? Yeah, you know, nothing's really changed. And we, you know, when first started talking about it, and, you know, of course, Melsman addressed it a few weeks ago uh, when he said that he would not be available, not, not to expect him back through, through the rest of January, and that was, you know, weeks ago when he said that. Uh, I know Jimmy Dykes during the telecast mentioned he might be two weeks out. I- I'm told that that time frame may or may not be accurate. The, the reason why where it might be is because it, w- that time frame would kind of hit in a zone where, where they're going to obviously be looking to see if he is ready, uh, but, it, but it, it may not work out to be that. So, when, when someone says that, I think it, the impression's left that it's a definitive time frame, 
So it could happen that soon. It's still pretty vague, though. It may not. Uh, so, I'd, you know, I'm glad he brought that up because uh, I'm not giving much clarification other than to say anyone that was expecting him to be back and was kind of counting the games out. I think, you know, when you look at a two-week time frame from when Jimmy Dyke said that, I think Arkansas, uh, I think they're on the road. Um, they're either uh, at Kentucky. Would be at Kentucky. They're at, on then... the road at Kentucky after playing at South Carolina. Is that right? Yes, I that's think right. South Carolina is a week yes. from tomorrow. Right on and the road. The next one. Get... Yeah, the next one would be two weeks from tomorrow. Arkansas is at home against Mississippi State. That's right. So yeah, I mean, so that's a potential. That, that that's possible. I, I, it's not definitive. Uh, let's see. We've got time. Let's get in. Uh... And and Randy, why don't we hold for uh, for a caller? Trey Biddy's almost at five oh five. We'll talk about the uh, development of quarterbacks that Dan Enos does. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Let's talk to uh, Razorback Bob Robert. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Randy and Rick and the Professor of Hoops. Good afternoon. <laughs> hey, Bob. Good afternoon, sir. Uh, uh, Randy, uh, you're not down there helping them catch them rattlesnakes, are you? I'm as far away. Bob, as I can be from the rattlesnakes without being in the back parking lot of Barton Coliseum. <laughs> I'm with you, brother. Uh, earlier you mentioned uh, the alligators. Of course, they didn't have that whenever I was there before, but um, I was going to tell you my oldest grandson got married, and he married a girl from South Louisiana, and she's a cousin to Willie that's uh, on Swamp People. Really? And, uh yeah, and the other day, him and his father-in-law stopped and was talking to somebody, and he turned to my grandson and said, you know who that was? And he said, no, and he said, that was Junior, Willie's dad. And so, Rick, we had to break her in right, so she come for Thanksgiving. We, I put a Razorback hat on her and some other Razorback stuff I had and got my picture made with her, and I said, what's your dad's phone number? And I text him the pictures, and talked to him about how sweet she looked in the Razorback stuff, and he texted me back and said that was unappropriate attire for his daughter. <laughs> of course, he was an LSU fan. Mm. But um, all of y'all can address this. Uh, I'm just going to call it a basketball observation. Of course, uh, we'll talk about Coach Devo Davis. I thought, I thought the timeout thing and the way Devo explained it was awesome, but um, he talked about on the radio, I forgot what show it was, about him tweaking his shot. And, Randy, y'all, if y'all go back and watch that LSU game, there was something kind of jumped out at me, and I just wanted to see if y'all noticed it. But some of the ways that he was going around his man and laying the ball off the glass and, and even some of his shots uh, reminded me a lot of Sidney Moncrief. Uh, Devo's he's really he's really these last four or five games he's really played some solid games and I just want to get your opinion about it and y'all y'all have a great weekend and I, I sure hope we can beat Baylor so go Hogs thank God you Robert alright Kevin yeah. we will talk with you next week